Greetings and salutations, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. My name is Kelly. You like that, Kelly? So, were you just quoting or were you actually trying to do the whole, like... Because you need to do, like, the hands, like, there's the whole, like, body wave to that to make it come out correctly. Well, as you can see, I do have my trench coat on right now, and I've got my earring in the one ear. I like that it's just, just the trench coat, by the way. That's my favorite part. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. We're going casual here, right? The I'm cash. saying. <laughs> Plus, you know, later you can go out and just flash people for fun. I mean, that's just how this works. It's raining anyway, so. Yeah, in fucking Boston, where it's, what, 20 degrees and raining right now? And still impressive. Good job. <laughs> if only I took after Christian Slater. Oh. So, Kelly, this might seem like a really stupid question. <laughs> Go on. You inherit $5 million the same day aliens land on the Earth and say they're going to blow it up in two days. What do you do? It's actually kind of a hard question. Because, I mean, you have $5 million, but you can't really spend it in two days. For anything that'd be worth having for just two days. Well, I originally asked you because I thought you were going to do the line with me, and then no, you were going to answer the question. Answer. No, I'd rather answer the question. <laughs> well, okay, so what line would you want me to feed back to you? Because there are multiple answers to this. Well, you were supposed to, the first time, say, mm. there are no stupid questions. And then at the end, you were supposed to say, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard. But, you know, I'm playing along movie-wise here, so, you know. Far be it for me to decide what you say. I'm so happy we prepped all this before we started. Thank you for that. The reason why this show works is because we do separate prep. And then we just merge it all together <laughs> when the show smash starts. Smash it all together. Exactly. Yes. So I did no prep, like normal. And uh, so that's Ayo. how this worked out. It worked out well. <laughs> no, 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 no standing ovation. Like I said, the trench coat. You got to fasten that thing down a little bit more. Kelly, are you going to answer the question then? I actually have no idea how I would answer that question. Because, okay, so I have $5 million, but I can't actually blow it on anything that would be worthwhile. Or something that I'd want to spend it on I don't have enough money for. Wait, what would you not have enough money for with $5 million if you only have two days to live anyway? I would rent out Disney World. I'm sorry. Don't, let me make that clear. Well, the reason why it's a stupid question is because why would money matter at the end of the world. Over the world. Yeah. Because well, capitalists always reign supreme. No, no, they're not taking over the world. They're blowing up the world. It's not a figure yeah, of speech. It's one of those things where I still think that that wouldn't. Don't run into a lot of capitalists, do we? Uh, no matter what, I still want to get paid. I don't know. I've seen a lot of apocalyptic movies, and most of the time, when they, it's a guarantee that it's the end, like the movie Searching for a Friend for the End of the World. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no one cares about money. At the end, because they know the world is going to blow up. Okay, well then, what's your response to that particular? I mean, you're going to die anyway. I would do absolutely nothing. It's my office space thing. Okay. <laughs> That's yes. I'm merging office space and this movie. I would do absolutely nothing. All right. Maybe there'd be some, like, huge mungus concert with all my favorite bands that I could go ahead and give them that $5 million. And then that would be the way to go out, is just listening to music on the way out. Versus just sitting in your room with your headset on and listening to your iPod and doing it that way. First of all, I've never owned an iPod. so let's. Alexis, get... can you please play the next song that Ian was having on? Yeah, huh? I'm sorry. That's not an iPod. Don't insult me, please. It's my <laughs> okay. show. It's okay. We're only podcasting, but that's fine. 
Yeah, I want to call it a show, by the way. Have you noticed that I say that? <laughs> like, I always say show, not podcast. So wait, are you saying that you don't hashtag podcast? I do, because people have to search that way. They don't search for True. hashtag show. If anyone has never heard this show before, they're going to not know what we're doing, and they're not going to understand that we talk about movies on here and what movie we're actually doing today. Well, that's another thing is it's usually a guessing game to what movie we are doing because we tend to go on a little bit of a tangent sometimes, especially if we don't want to talk about the movie that we are doing on that particular day. But I love this movie so much that I started by quoting it right away. Right. Yay! Oh, no. Is this going to be another one of this, those? Yeah, this is absolutely going to make some like, really, this movie? Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Kelly, Why? Because it's bad. Oh, don't even say that. <laughs> Our friendship in this show might be over from that statement alone. Oh, I'm looking forward to your redeeming qualities for this particular piece anyway. I don't know. Do you have years to talk about it? We have an hour show or so. We could kill some time, I'm sure. So for anyone who didn't get the references that I've already made throughout this whole intro, this very long intro, we are talking about the movie Heathers from 1988. Mm-hmm. Now, Kelly, this shocks me that you do not like this movie. I did not know that. I would have just done the show alone tonight <laughs> had I known that. See how he is? He cuts me out if we don't agree. Yeah, so this movie is a classic. It spawned so many copycats. Like, if this movie, first of all, this movie couldn't be made now, obviously. But this movie is so unique and original. I, I just don't know how you don't like it. How is this not an amazing movie and especially to come out in the 80s like there's something about the juxtaposition of when this movie came out as well that makes it very very interesting in general okay the fact that i told numerous people that i was reviewing this and they all went what and didn't know what the hell i was talking about just didn't because really shocked me too much just because you don't know too many great people does not that's mean that's to hold this movie back because when i told it. people about this movie, they all freaked out because of how great it is. I'd like you all to write in. I want to know who, who these people are. I or will can... I possibly be, be seeing some of them this weekend? Oh, no. Did you think that your invitation was not revoked once you <laughs> mentioned that you don't like this movie? Did <laughs> you I not... won't crash this party anyway, but okay. <laughs> Look at way too many inside jokes right now. <laughs> well, that's what you get. Go back to the beginning and start listening in. You'll be able to follow along now. That is true. If we want to keep listeners and have them return, you're going to now get all of these inside jokes that we will use in future episodes. True. Kelly, I'm sorry. I can't get, I can't even wrap my head around the fact that you don't like this movie. How can you not like Heather's? Just tell me how this doesn't work. I, I don't understand. It bored me. It was very predictable. And uh, it, cool. So it's another movie about teen suicide. Kelly. Why do you have to be such a mega bitch? And I'm sorry, Mean Girls, I, I like the more updated version. Oh my god, fuck yeah, you. there it is. Don't even. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Wow. Did you Visceral. Did you seriously compare this movie yes, to Mean Girls? And not only that, platform. a platform that Heather's created. And it's a dark comedy with murder. See, it's not, though. But it is. I didn't find this funny at all. You didn't find any of that funny? No, and I like dark comedies. Death to Smoochie is hysterical. 
Oh yeah, you picked one of the worst movies ever made to say it's you hysterical. Like that? There yeah. you go. Well done. What is their Rotten Tomatoes rating, by the way? <laughs> yeah, you know what this one is. You know what Heather's is. Ninety-five Please. fucking percent. Yeah, out of the hundred people who've seen this movie. Please, oh. this movie shaped oh. shaped their careers. Winona Ryder, Shannon Doherty, Christian Slater. It made their careers. Christian Slater so has Christian three. Slater's the only one who's actually done well out of those people that you just mentioned. Winona Ryder has done very well just because she allegedly was caught shoplifting does not mean that she's not doing well. The last movie she did was Star Trek, the first one. So you're forgetting. And they killed her off. So you're forgetting the great thing she just recently did? Yes. Really? Stranger yes. Things? She was great in Stranger Things. Oh, I need to watch that. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, Kelly. I'm sorry. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I've just been moving, yeah. so there's that. It's almost like you've had multiple life events, but that doesn't matter because oh, okay. sometimes Weird. you can turn on Netflix and you can fucking watch <laughs> Stranger Things. All I right? watch that. I gotta watch Westworld. I'm behind on a lot of stuff. I am behind on Westworld too. Okay, but that does not mean that I haven't seen classic movies, and then also haven't seen the best show of 2016, hands down. Mm. Hands down, and probably the last three years. Okay. Just saying. It's a lot of hype for Stranger Things. I'm and and obviously, you know Ian. Ian loves things that are hyped up, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was just as worried as you were because I waited. I did not start watching it the first weekend and go all the way through. I think I waited like a month. Mm. And then I sat down and I watched it. And it's amazing. Okay, then. Christian Slater has three amazing movies of his career. Right. Do you know what they Robin are? Robin Hood. So people, this is gonna be so much fun. I think Kelly knows how bad my day has been and how like <laughs> bad many many things have been going in my life. So I think uh, she I'll just just cow town and just yeah no, no no Heather's and then something else with the thing and the yes yeah, they're great. Well, this is how good of a friend Kelly is. She will not do that for me. She oh. will only pile on and make things worse. So right. it is good because that's how good of a friend she is. Yeah, misery likes company. It's fun. She's a glorious friend. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty good. You're just tingling everywhere from that. Thanks. Seriously, yes. though, what are those three movies? Sure, Heather's is one of them. Yes. One. One down. Well done. If you honestly want me to come up with Christian Slater movies, I'm not going to be able to help you. First thing I saw him in, honestly, was Robin Hood. Oh, no, wait. I lied. The first thing I saw him in was The Office cameo. Which one was that? It's when they get bought by Saber, and he's in the introduction video. Oh, yeah. Christian Slater, and blah, 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 yeah. I was worried that you thought he was one of the interim managers. No. Okay, all right. Gabe is sexy, though. Gross. So, Christian Slater, looking, by the way, hot as fuck. Ten years old. He's like 20-something in this movie. Ten years old. Looks ten years old. She looks about 16. The other ones look well, the right age. They're all supposed to be in high school. They're supposed right. to be he like... He looks like he's 10, though. Eh, I don't think so. With an earring. He does it have is... the earring. It's the 80s. It's 1988. I know. Do you, <gasps> though? Do you? Other two Let's movies. See, wait, wait. How old was I? Oh, three. So that, that, that makes a lot and of I sense. I wasn't even. I know. Weird. How very. How very. <laughs> Next movie. Pump up the volume. The movie that got me into radio and shows in general. And then three, True Romance. Oh, no. I've seen True Romance. Okay. Yeah. It's fucking great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? 
written by a Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Mm, shocking. Mm, I know. It's how good it is. Before he got weird. Well, well that movie's weird. fucked up too, so. More weird. <laughs> I don't even know what to tell the audience right now. <laughs> They're all slowly turning their back on you. They're like, I, fine. I don't know about this show anymore. And I love that you want me to be the one who's like, hashtag this, scene by scene. I'm like, okay. Do you remember? Like, how many times have you seen this movie? Um, I'm currently watching it for the third time right now. And it's better with subtitles. Weird. That is weird. Do you not pay attention to all the amazing lines? They all kind of mush together. It's just teenagers talking. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. It's a great line, by the way. And which Heather said that? Heather 1. Heather Chandler. Lady in red. Oh yeah, she's super hot in this movie, for sure. I I gotta remember when you first saw this movie, because you you keep saying it, and I'm like, they all look like they're not old enough. Okay. Yeah, I saw this when I was like... (laughs) I think I saw this before I saw Scream, but it was on TV. I want to see that version. I think that would be interesting to see how they were able to edit this, where it could be on TV. Because I feel like they curse in every single line. Well, and back back in the day, they Mm. didn't care as much about like, this movie can't be on TV now. I was going to say. Yeah, there's no way. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't censor this movie even more than just, well, I mean, with bringing a gun to school and trying to blow up the school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, other kids. well, that's what's funny about it being an 80s movie, because this probably would have done really well in the 90s. If this yeah, had I been, can see that. Yeah. yeah. But it's in the 80s, and in the 80s, it's just... When JD brings a gun to school, it has blanks in it. But when he brings it and then he pretends to shoot two jock guys who are bullying him and bullying tons of other people, when he shoots them with the blanks, everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, he'll just be suspended. You know, they're not, they're not even going to worry about anything. He, they were blanks. Still a real gun, but they were blanks. It's fine. The only girl who was actually correct was like, was Heather Chandler, who was like, they should expel him and throw him in jail. Right. Which is what they would do. Now, if you bring a BB gun to school, that's what would happen. Yeah, you get jail time now. Yeah, they'd probably actually execute you if you brought a real gun to school. So, I don't know. This movie came out before any movie was really going over these kind of topics. I'll agree to that. So, you're saying that this is what set the scene for this? I mean, so virgin suicides, all that kind of stuff, is, is all based from Heather's? I think so. I mean, look. For being a movie of the 80s, what do you remember the 80s movies being like? They're all the happy-go-luckies. You know, maybe the darkest teen comedy, and it was still a comedy at the time, was like Better Off Dead. That's true. But out of all those movies, when were people killing people and writing suicide notes to make it look like they committed suicide? In the form of using the K Sarah Sarah song in the background and filming it like it was an 80s teen comedy movie. Like, the way they shoot it is different. Like, at times, if you just turned on the movie, you'd be like, why would I watch this? This looks like bubblegum pop. True. It's very, it feels clueless. Yeah, it does. And then you see JD, and you're like, oh, no, there's something different going on here. Yeah, Grease Lightning. What? Yeah. He looks like a greaser in the 80s. No, he doesn't even have slick back hair. His hair is awesome. It's flowing and stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand where you're coming. What movie did you see? Did you watch Grease? Did you watch Grease by mistake? That could help me. That would make sense if you did. Mm. Because that's garbage water. 
So I could understand if you were like, why does Ian like this? This is awful. So, okay, question for you. So all popular kids played croquet in the 80s? No, they were playing on the whole her parents were rich and almost everyone's parents in this movie seem to be rich somehow. So they're playing off a suburban life and how it's boring and how no one's real. JD is there to show everyone that life isn't fair, that this high school is society where people really aren't getting along and it's not okay for people to bully people and it's not okay for the jock guys to go around doing the things that they do and the Heathers going around running the school. Like, that's what's great about this. But you realize that he's a psychopath as well. Right. He's just willing to go farther than a Heather or the jock guys. Well, no, it's more along the lines of respecting the consequences. I don't care about these consequences. Where the Heathers find that, obviously, if I could kill someone and get away with it, they would. They just haven't gone that far. Possibly. Yeah. I think the Shannon Doherty Heather would. I actually don't think the original Heather that ends up dying, the first person to die, mm. I don't think she would have. And I think you're supposed to feel for that character a little bit. I feel way more for Doherty than I would for the first one. The first one was kind of like stereotypical in the fact that I'm, I'm mean and then I will be mean to anyone and everyone that I feel choose to. But she's mean to everyone because she doesn't like herself. And where did you get that insight? Did I miss that from scene? The, I think I did. From the Remington party? Her sleeping with college kids? No, her blowing a college kid and hating herself for doing it. Then you don't do it. But the pressure on teen girls, Kelly, that was a Remington party. I'm sorry. Just the fact, okay, Remington Steel is all that I keep thinking of every single time that came up. Yeah. I'm like... But you think about that all the time anyway, so this you can't true. blame Heathers. Stop pawning off stop pawning off your love of Remington Steel on <laughs> Heathers, Kelly. Uh, I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed, that's all. Uh, my apologies. Because uh, we've agreed on so many movies in, the, in this past year as it is. We've agreed on a fair amount of them. You should look back, maybe for the anniversary show. You should go oh, back and see which other ones Other than we... pretty much all the Marvel movies that we both kind of enjoyed. And then, obviously, Deadpool. You should go back and check. See mm-hmm. how many movies I made you sit through that you hated? Basic. Mm-hmm. Is that the only one you can think of? No, there were others. How about okay. Rock and Rolla? That fucking garbage pile. <laughs> oh, poor guy, Richie. But how can you... Ah, I just don't get it. The writing is so well done. The visuals are well-placed for an 80s movie. Like, that's the thing. You have to go back... Back in time to when this actually meant more. I mean, that's the issue. The issue is I can't place myself in the 80s and visualize this and dedicate that I apparently what I need to and watch this in solidarity. I need to be more committed. I apologize to everybody. You should. But I'm pretty sure I'd still hate this movie. I can't believe you would use the word hate on this movie. Can you tell me why? Just tell me why. There has to be a reason. It's more than a feeling. More than a feeling. Because Hollywood can't write four girls. Actually, they did a damn fucking good job with this. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty much spot on. Eh. You have three people who are the same, and then you have Veronica. No, but that's... See, then you... uh, See, you didn't watch the movie. Yeah. (laughs) There are so (laughs) many different... Like, the only one you can say is the same, and it happens after she dies, you can say Heather Duke. You can say Shannon Doherty's character wants to be 
like Heather Chandler, but the other Heather is not like them at all. The other Heather could have been friends with the friend that Winona Ryder's character, Veronica, used to be friends with, Betty Finn. Like they could, right. those three of them could be friends and be happy. But because of the way society has placed so much pressure on popularity and everything, that's why they all band together to be the popular kids. It's like what Veronica says in the movie. It's like, hey, it's our job and our job is to be like popular and shit. And that's what they're doing because they don't want to be on the bottom of the totem pole. Oh, yeah. It's a great way of showing society. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stage for society. That's what this movie is. All right. I mean, I don't even I didn't think I was. I can't. I didn't think I was going to get all deep on this episode. Like I thought we were going to talk about scene by scene and how great this is and laugh and chuckle. I didn't know I was going to have to talk about all the subtle nuances of what makes this movie amazing. Make you break it down. Which is fine. So let me ask you this. When you see JD for the first time and they end up murdering Heather Chandler, mm. do you think that he's done it before? Yes. See, I completely disagree with that. Now, why would you think that he's done it before? Zero hesitation. So that's and he went and immediately went to the extreme. Now, I do agree. He did go for the extreme. Well, actually, let's backtrack a little bit. When they are deciding to try and get Heather Chandler back, Winona Ryder wants to make her throw up because she threw up at the Remington party. Right. So she's like, "Oh, let's mix orange juice and milk, or let's make soup and put it in this." And he goes right for the Drano. Right. And pours it out. Now, we're not saying that he's not a psychopath. We know that for sure. But in that scene where you've got the two identical cups, but she knows that her cup is on the left and his cup is on the right, and she takes his instead of hers, do you think that that's subconscious? Or do you think that that was a literal mistake? No, I think she's also a psychopath, and she never comes to her true being, which is why I lost interest in this movie. I'm like, either commit to it or not. And she didn't. She pushed out. Hmm. I see. I see. And then things. she tried to push it all off on him. And so be like, maybe no, this you're is... actually crazy, and I can't. Blah blah blah. Well, I'm like, no, you're just as bad. You're just refusing to admit it. Well, I will say, when they do kill Heather Chandler, she does not blame him for it. She blames herself in that scene. She does. Right. And also, he definitely hesitates before he hands her that cup. And then when it happens, he is completely shocked. And I can definitely say that he did not kill anyone before that. That was the first time that he ever killed someone. I think it unlocked something for him, but uh, for sure he was freaked out. I think it's just the first time he, he just never killed anyone with Drano before. I mean, that's a different kind of reaction than if you shoot someone. It's almost more violent. And look, you, you could be correct. I just don't think so. I think unless his acting, and that's the whole point of the movie, is how good he is in this movie as well. He's thinking up all these ideas and he's reacting to the situation in front of him. Once he realizes he can get away with it, then that spurns more things. And he goes even more psycho than he already is. So you're saying the door's been opened? Absolutely. I think a variable that he was unaware of was open to him, was introduced into his life, and then he ran with it. And that catalyzed and created reactions down the road. All right. Then who's the worst character then? Because if she didn't want to plot revenge, and this, this is really all her fault. Or you can still blame Heather Chandler for the initial setup of her. If you're going to do it that way, you can. You can start 
going backwards in that situation. Mm. He's definitely the worst. No, see, I don't believe that's true. I absolutely believe that Veronica's the worst. She had complete control of the situation. She just let it go. She wipes the slate clean at the end. That's the whole point. They even say it multiple times. True. And then she goes to prom with Martha Dumptruck. Dunstock, I should say. Sorry, that was mean to me. But you know the slip that I'm talking about, right? I do. Okay. I wasn't sure. You know, I have sure. watched the movie twice uh, and now for a third time. I'm going to question that, though. I'm not sure you have. I'm still sure if you... What all in one sitting? If you unmuted it right now... I think Grease Lightning would be playing in the background, so... Grease 2. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Look, I, I'm afraid of the first one, too. I've never seen it, nor will I ever. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, see, so we slowly just splice it into all the AVI files I send you. So, you're actually seeing clippets of it. You just you're not realize it's subliminal. It's like the the smoking in the Fight old Club? movies. It's like yeah. the dick pics in Fight Club? Little, little Fight Club. Oh, Kelly. God, I just had a song stuck in my head, and I don't know what it is. I'm like, well, Grease is the word. Teenage Suicide, don't do it. By Big Fun? Is that Ooh. the one? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Then maybe you did see the movie then. I'm still questioning that, though. I'm not exactly sure if that's true or not. Mm. So ask me questions about things you didn't understand in the movie or characters that you don't get, and I'll explain them to you, and then you'll love them. Thank you no for problem. that. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. It's not a matter of not understanding. It's a matter of, I don't know. It just it didn't speak to me on any level. It, or, or wasn't dark enough for me to enjoy the dark comedy aspect. How like they touched on it, but it didn't. Eh. Look, I know you're fucked up, but how is this not dark enough for you? Do we need to watch Requiem for a Dream? We can do that. That's fine. I love that movie. But no. you want you want to start doing a dark movie off? We can. This is a fucking dark movie. Because people die. No, because of the reason why people die. Those are great reasons. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot that Kelly's way more of a psychopath. I forgot about that. Hello, so I'm like, this movie's kind of like, eh, whatever. Well, look, this is one of those movies that told me forever that movies and entertainment and violent video games don't have any effect on no. children. Like this was the movie because for a quarter of, of the movie, I thought JD was the fucking best because he was so cool coming into a new school. He even says he had seven schools in seven states, and the only thing different is my locker combination, and that's how I felt in my life when I was constantly being moved around school to school. But I then didn't kill a bunch of people at the school, but I still had those jocks that were like that and were even worse. I mean, they never actually did anything to him. So believe me, I understand. I, compl- I understand this whole movie. There are some redeeming things. The whole slushy Twinkie thing or what? Twizzler thing is interesting. The snappy snack shack? Is that what you're yes. talking about? Yes. yes. Yeah, there was, it's not about the Twizzlers. I, lo- I like hey. the cow tipping. I enjoy that. I enjoy the, the fact that if you drink sparkling water in Ohio, you're a fag. That's yes, fun. That was... <laughs> Clearly. By the way, the Kel- cops spoke pot in the back, which yeah. is great. By the way, Kelly, give me some corn nuts. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about the movie here. This is this has a whole other meaning for me. Okay. Say the line. I don't have these lines in front uh, of me, Ian. BQ or plain? BQ. Uh, duh. When you've seen it twice, you can't quote it. Because the movie's not that memorable. Oh, you're so full. <laughs> you're so full of shit. <laughs> it would be really funny if this was just your way of like playing a character on the show. Maybe. But I, I assure you people, that is not a character. 
Remember, guys, then she'd be playing a character most of the movie shows because, remember, she doesn't understand everything anyways. It's true. Remember frailty, everyone? I know. This is why I enjoy, you know, tuning in. To be degraded like this is a <laughs> To be degraded. <laughs> it's, it's weird, you know. If your opinion was correct, I wouldn't there have to do is. that. Yes. <laughs> yes, the... That's what I need. Take me down a couple pegs. One of the best. That is true. You do need to... Yeah. One of these days, Alice. (laughs) Bang zoom. Straight to the moon. (laughs) Oh, domestic violence. See, this has brought out all kinds of great topics. The scene where they are setting up Kurt and Ram, the two jocks, when they're setting up how they're going to make it look like a suicide, like a love, passion gay suicide they have like the stud calendar and a postcard and all this you know the the suicide note talks about how they don't care about football and they just want yeah forbidden love in their own ohio yeah and when christian slater pulls out that mineral water and he's like here's the coup de gras and she's like come on everyone drinks middle like lots of people drink mineral water now it's come a long way and he's like not in ohio yeah, no shit. If it's not a brew, you might as well be a fag. It's just. <laughs> and by the way, people, do not get mad at us for the language. This is in the movie. We're not. Right. We're not taking this. We're not remember, escalating put yourself this. Back in the eighties, where all of this was okay. Yeah, this was nineteen eighty-eight. So we already have an explicit warning. You shouldn't be listening to this in open spaces, anyways. You're just supposed right. to rock out and enjoy what we're talking about. But that's in the movie all the time. It's a pretty good significant amount when they do this whole Kurt and Ram thing. Plus, their names are Kurt and Ram. So. Team Ramrod. Team Ramrod. Team Ramrod. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Weird how we can quote that movie and it's not really a problem, but you know. You're beautiful. Thank you. There's a line from the movie. It's being mm-hmm. it's very sarcastic. Very, very sarcastic. Yeah, this is. I think it's it's better that we didn't podcast in the same room tonight. This is, would have been way more violent than than normal. This is good. Do a show, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what else did you not like? Did you not like that when they're in the church for the initial wake slash funeral, that the Heather, that's the cheerleader, does her hair with the holy water? That was so, fun. It's fucking great. It's great. I just uh Kelly. I just want to know why Winona Ryder never wore her glasses. Because if you notice, when she writes in her journal, she uses like a page of word for some reason. And that's another good point as well. So they set up at the beginning that she is able to mimic other people's handwritings. And whenever she right. mimics other people's handwritings, it's very neat. And it's very like copied right to their style. But when she writes for herself, she writes, yeah. It's like four like words a page. Right. Like she's three. Which I'm going to sh- use the whole paper. Which is showing something deep down that she's not like everyone else. It's a subtle thing that it's movie makers like to do. Special. <laughs> also, because she does that, the line, Dear Diary, my teen angst bullshit now has a body count, is a fucking great line. And that is how I found one of my all-time favorite bands. Because their second album or their first full length album, they called it Dear Diary, My Teen Angst Has a Body Count because they couldn't put bullshit in the title, obviously. But I saw that title when I was in a music store when they used to have those. 
And I was looking around and I saw that and I said, I don't care what this band sounds like. I have to hear what this is and end up being one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, Virgin Record Store. Good times. Dracula 2000. Anyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that band was called From First to Last. And I had their lead singer on Ian Hates Music. Yeehaw. Life goal. There it is. Check it off. Bucket list. I don't have a bucket list, but life goal. Check. All right, Kelly. All right. So, yeah, we need to go over this. It's nice. It's a very pretty movie. It's lovely now. Better? No, because you're lying. And that means that. (laughs) Oh, man. Veronica's hanging out with the Heathers. They are the most popular girls in school. And she has to run little errands for them, basically. Or at least for the main one. But then also with Heather Duke, Shannon Doherty's character, she also uses her finger for her to throw up with as well. Like she's doing, she's like the secretary, maybe? Utility tool. Yeah, she's whatever you want to call for this group because she doesn't want to be picked on. She wants to be one of the popular kids. And the school is really, really segregated into a lot of cliques like every school ever. High school ever. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the younger millennials are doing now, but I'm assuming it's still similar. But everyone then gets a participation certificate for it. Right, well, there's the Twitter group, Snapchat, and the Instagram, and that's then they fight amongst themselves on on the main stage of Facebook. True. So wait, so would you say that Veronica is not actually part of this clique? She's being hazed in? Is that what this is? Or could she never actually be hasted because she's not a Heather? That whole Remington party is her test. But they would continue to use her. That's the whole thing is, yeah, she would never well, be no, yeah, a, no matter what. They would continue to use her for that stuff. But that probably would have been the end after what happened with her not having sex with that college guy and then throwing up on Heather's shoes in front of everybody. She would have been made fun of for that and kicked out, most likely. Right. So are you saying that the other two Heathers have already passed this test? No, I think that they're still, like especially Shannon Doherty's one, is still made fun of a lot by Heather, but they are the popular girls. That's the click. I think Heather Chandler could probably tell them if they did anything wrong that they could be replaced. Right. But in general, same with, you know, you mentioned Mean Girls. It's a Mean Girls situation. Regina George. Yeah, she invited Veronica in. You know, just the same way. So. Okay. So then, JD is there, Christian Slater's character, for the first time. He's the new kid. And there's instant attraction between Veronica and JD. Yeah. And then they meet up a couple times, like by accident, at the snacky shack and all that kind of stuff. Then they do the Remington party. And after the Remington party, when Veronica pretty much knows that her popular life is over... That's when JD shows up at her house and then they do strip croquet and have sex. Well, yeah, because that's how you get over that. Yeah, of course. Like, she was feeling really good. And why would you not? Christian Slater was looking really good, so so was she. It's like, let's have two attractive people get together. It makes perfect sense. Absolutely, I agree with that. They don't tend to do that a lot anymore in movies. It's true. It's always one uglier person and then one really hot person to show that that's what happens in real life. That's right, exactly. Happen. Yeah. Because a four and an eight usually work out pretty well. If you average that out, that's a 12. So, pretty good. Speaking of Ian Hates Love, we're starting off the new year with that one, correct? 
I don't know. You tell me. Do you have all the stuff ready? I do. I think it'd be great to do like a whole New Year's episode because that's usually when these tragedies begin. I don't go out on New Year's. So it's even better. So you want to do a New Year's show? <laughs> oh, it loves tragedies. I make fun of movies, except when they're amazing. And then I joke right. around about how awesome they are because they're so awesome. True. So that's why we're doing Heather's is because I thought you also would think it would be awesome. And we'd be like, this movie's awesome. And we'd have, have fun. very different tastes in movies most of the time, which, which cracks me up, especially when you dredge up things from the 80s. But that's why we do the show is because if I was doing the show with someone who loved everything that I loved, it wouldn't work. But I did think that this would be one of those ones where we would both love this thing and then we could talk about it. And people wouldn't threaten my life and say, oh, Ian hates movies. I don't listen to that. Why would I want to hear you make fun of movies? But it's That's not, not you good. have the time. It's normally me with the rhetoric. Oh, I love this movie so much. Yeah, it's kind of fun to watch. So what kicks everything off is that Veronica wants to at least get one over on Heather. So her and JD show up at her place. And we already talked about this a little bit. They end up giving her Drano. Right. She Which drinks she it. drinks because she didn't want to be a pansy. A chicken. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Well, we know how... 80s term. Yeah, we know how extremely, extremely offensive that is. And that's why everything happens in Back to the Future. So don't call me a chicken. My head's just a little cloudy with, you know, the whole you not liking Heather. So sorry. That's what I do. Blind you over here and then... With science? With science. That deserved more of a laugh. That deserved way more of a laugh. So just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the audience out there is laughing right now. They're Good. like, what? What a reference that was. Thank you, thank you. Standing ovation. Except everyone's driving when they listen to this particular podcast, more than likely. Or at the gym. Also not good. Clapping on a treadmill, I feel most people can't do. I used to dance on treadmill. You know what I used to dance to? weren't expecting that one were you no no well maybe you should i just i'm always on my toes with you it's just oh that's because i'm taller (laughs) killing it over here totally wearing heels i'll be taller than you anyway so So can you explain the hippie chick to me like what's the whole point of that movie even though all she wants to do is get in front of the camera the guidance counselor that's it another hated guidance counselor oh yeah we love these in movies they're the best. <laughs> and she does have one of the best lines in the movie, too. Oh. So in order to get away from JD, Veronica stages it to look like she hung herself. So JD tells the guidance counselor, oh, hey, you know, Veronica hung herself and she committed suicide. Now, because there's been a rash of suicides in the school, it doesn't phase anyone. And pretty much everyone in the school is out for themselves anyways. And no one really cares right so when veronica shows up at school to stop jd from blowing the school up she comes up to her and she's like oh i thought you know i thought you committed suicide and she stops her and was really serious and she says whether to kill yourself or not is one of the most important decisions a teenager can make in their life that's a fucking great line and that's when veronica says get a job and walks away Did you like the scene after they set up Kurt and Ram 
and they're in their car and they're arguing like a lover's couple and she needs to feel something. So she hits the old timey lighter in the car, takes it out and burns her hand so much that JD takes a cigarette out and lights his cigarette on her hand. See, and that right there is where, like, this movie could actually start getting good if you guys actually just embrace this couplehood and just go full tilt, and they don't. But that's because Veronica is not a bad person. She's not. And she knows that the only reason why she's done these things is because JD has a power over her because she's in love with him. I don't believe any of that. There's a philosophy. I just don't believe that that's even remotely possible. I can't make you do something bad unless it's already there. I don't believe that. I think you're wrong. I've never been able to corrupt you at all. Why? Because it's not there. But you're not talking about me in general. I'm saying that depending on the person, if they are in love with someone, that person has a certain power over them. So moral of the story, never fall in love? Yeah, that's right. All love corrupts? If you can choose, choose not to fall in love. Yes. Nice. Deep again, once again. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, super deep. Yep, that's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this would have been okay. Yeah, no, this is fun. You're rumbling over there, by the way. Like I know. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Heather's. <laughs> <sighs> Veronica has to get away from JD, obviously, because he just wants to continue doing this. He wants to continue taking people out. And she never wanted to take out Kurt and Ram. She wanted to, quote unquote, pay them back. For the rumors that they spread about her. Yeah, but see, I would have shot him too. That's a horrible rumor. It is a really bad rumor. Not going like, to deny that. And the fact that it was sold so easily to everyone in the school was kind of like, what? But you know how rumors spread, though. And it was the 80s when people... I mean, Heather, the cheerleader, had sex in that in that cow shit field. Uh-huh. It was the crazy 80s, you know? It's true. Well, I mean, if you get a chance to slip with a football player... You gotta take it no matter where it ends up. Free sex 80s. That's the, what they called it, you know? They didn't call it, this is when AIDS started, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, eh, you know, that wouldn't have had the, the ping to it, you know? Yeah, not so much. No. It takes the gloss out of it. And the way that JD tricks her into killing Kurt and Ram, they're loading up the guns, and she's like, so these are blanks again, right? We're just scaring them. And he's like, no, this is a real thing. And she's like, I want no part of this. And then he says, no, 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 no. Did you take German? She goes, no, French. And he says, well, these are Ikluga bullets. And what it does is it just paralyzes. It just breaks the skin a little bit and it paralyzes them. So that way we can set them all up with all this stuff. And then people will find them and then their reputation will be ruined. And But they'll be okay. And what I didn't know is that means... I'm lying in German. I did not know that. My cousin told me that. I thought that was interesting. And then I saw it on an article or something about like things you might have missed in Heather's. So obviously it was something about him not telling the truth, but I didn't know it literally meant I'm lying. But mind you, I'm sorry. As soon as he said that this, these weren't blanks, I don't care what you tell me. But she's and blanks in love can with kill him. too. If, if, if it's nothing, I mean, has anybody seen the crow? Oh, that's sad. I'm saying. I know. But remember, he used blanks at the beginning when he shot them at close range and everything was fine. So, of course, she's thinking everything's going to be okay now. Oh, I just love clouding your judgment that much. Continuity. This is how things work. Continuity. Thank you. 
So yeah, she's in love. Of course, her mind's a little clouded. I mean, she's got Christian Slater there. He's like 20 years old or whatever, wearing a black trench coat and awesome hair and an earring. Like, she's loving it. So that's what Neo was missing. That's how you don't initially know he's the chosen one. He's missing the earring. Well, that's in the 90s, so, you know. Still, think it would have been like a dead ringer. Anyway, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no, I'm just thinking about Christian Slater. That's all. My apologies. I wanted to be him when I was a little kid, minus the murdering. Like I said, never been able to corrupt Ian. It's just not there. It's very true. Rare person you are. But that doesn't mean that Veronica was not corrupted by JD. And then she had to get away from him. And that's what she did. Because he was going to kill her. He was going to kill her, but he was going to try first to persuade her to go along with the master plan. Which was, instead of him killing Heather Duke, which he wanted to and Veronica didn't want him to do, he got her to go around the school and get everyone to sign these bogus petitions to get Big Fun to come to the school and play Teenage Suicide Don't Do It, which became big because of all the Teenage Suicide. Right. But it was actually a suicide pact that he had people sign where he was going to set explosive like his dad does in his construction company. He was going to set explosives in the school with a suicide letter and they were going to all blow up during their pep rally. That was the whole master plan. Brilliant. I think so. Very infamous too. I appreciate that. Why? Because I feel like most serial killers don't tend to have a, a go out with a bang kind of an attitude. I don't think his plan was for him to die with them. See, now I don't think that's true. Interesting. So are you talking about that end scene where he's talking about the only genuine way for people of different cliques to get together is in heaven? Yes. Oh, okay. See, I don't think so. I think he was going to walk out of that school and not look back. So you think this is more of a Tyler Durden then versus him actually doing the full commitment to it? See, I think he, he had gone past that point and he could have easily gone the full commitment. And that's why he was so perturbed that she didn't want to continue on with this. And that's his love blinding him, thinking that, well, what do you mean? We're both in this together. Like, I think he wanted both of them to walk away from the school together with that happening and go do this in other places. That's what I think he wanted. But when she, just because she wasn't going to do it doesn't mean that he wasn't going to continue on. Right. Because he'll always have an excuse. His dad is going to move him to the next place and he can go ahead and continue this now that it's like in his blood. Yeah, but wouldn't it be weird that she's the only survivor of this school bombing? But he didn't know. He thought she was dead. Well, doesn't matter. So you're saying that the bomb only came about because he thought, no, because this is part of his master plan. And if he's moving away with his dad, then that doesn't matter. No, so no. she would be the only one survivor. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is at some point, his dad would move on. I'm not saying they're planning on moving in a week. I'm no, saying I know. at some point. So all I'm saying is that his plan was to be the final survivors, her and him, of this. He wanted to do that with her. That's all okay. I'm saying. Yeah, I fully believe that for sure. And then I believe that once he realized, once she shot him, because she shot his middle finger off, and then she shot him in the chest, he knew he was going out anyways. Why not go out in a blaze of glory? And that's when he straps the bomb onto himself. Also, it's almost a little bit sacrificial on his part too, because he could have easily just still blown up downstairs. Like, she did not take the bomb <laughs> You know what I mean? She just assumed everything was okay. He could have just gone ahead and exploded downstairs and set off the same exact stuff and killed the entire school. But he wiped her slate clean. She showed him 
that she was a strong person. He even mentions he didn't think she had it in her. Right. But because of that, this is him wiping her slate clean of the murders, basically saying, you saved all these people and you're the one who is making sure that I don't do this anymore. So you can wipe your conscience clean for that. You see what I mean? But I'm still saying that he still has the commitment to that's how he decides to go out. As opposed to just riding off into the sunset or whatever. He's still at the point where it's like, no, this is how I want to do this. That's what I'm saying. I I think he would have stayed in the boiler room for it to go up. Yeah, I do not. Okay. But he's a psychopath, so who knows? I mean, yeah, I could go either way. I think he just wanted to make that showy spectacle. And then it was a nice little extra bit when he said, hey, let's imagine that I blew up this school and I blew up other schools. You're dead. What are you going to do with your life? And she takes out a cigarette and she just stands there. Right. And he goes ahead and he blows himself up and it lights her cigarette the same way that he lit his cigarette off her hand. Right. So it's a little, you know, cathartic experience there. A little period on that page. Close that chapter. And then she goes out and she takes the red bow from Heather Duke. To Shannon Doherty. Yeah. And basically says there's a new sheriff in town. And she's like, oh, what is that? You know, she's all, by the way, she's all singed up. She's got like black soot all over her face and all this kind of shit. Everyone else looks fine. But it's the 80s and they don't care. They're looking around like, oh, you know, that's her new style. And then she goes over to Martha Dunstock and asks her to prom. Because Martha tried to commit suicide earlier as well. And it's the one person that it didn't work out for. Didn't pull it off. I felt so bad for her the whole entire movie. Yeah, for the most part. But I'm glad that now she has a friend. She has Veronica. Psycho. No. Yes. No, she's one of the good ones. This is a problem with men. Clear red flags. This, this and is the problem? Clearly red flags. And they're like, no, you know what? This is. She's fine. She's not crazy. I can totally. No, it's cool. The way I look at it is she's very good at mimicking handwriting. So talent. That's, that's one thing. Order. Second, she likes Slurpees. She likes Cherry. So that's another good thing. She has sex after playing croquet. So I can learn croquet. It's fine. These are all the things. I, I don't see the problem. Right. I make a good girlfriend, you know. We were going to go scene by scene. Yeah, but, but I think this is so much better. I'm glad you do. Yeah. I'm glad we you do. all deep. We'll see what the audience thinks of this episode. Well, let's go into this. What two straight jocks in your high school, could have been called up by one of the popular girls and say, I want to blow both of you at the same time, in which both of them agree to do that. I don't know a lot of guys that are... I don't know any guys who actually straight on Eiffel Tower. I don't. Any of them. Any. Every single one of them. Really? Yes. So back in high school, the hot girl came up to you and your best friend said, I want to blow both of you at the same time, both stripped down naked for me. So Would you do it? So first off, I didn't have any friends. So that's not a possibility. (laughs) Uh, second. Such a cop-out. No, I'm just telling you, it's it's just the way it is. I didn't have any friends, and even though I played sports, I did not know any of the people that I played sports with. So, no, my ideal situation for a threesome is not more men. Okay. If that's the main question that we were going for. If we're going to break it down to its basics. It's not to have more men there. Okay. I don't think I would want to ever do that <laughs> even if i had a best friend i don't think that's so something like you know like you don't but remember these guys have been talking about sex the entire movie basically like that's all they want is to They're have that sex. hard up apparently yeah well they weren't even that hard up they were having sex with everyone so it didn't matter 
That makes it worse then. I still don't want to see my bro naked. Apparently they were fine with it. Oh, see, sparkling water. Maybe they had that conversation like, what TV show was that? That TV. Oh, damn it. Was it Friends? It was Friends at one point. Because friends yeah. had that conversation. Why yeah. we we brought up friends in like the last three episodes for some I know. reason? But yeah, they had that conversation about how like, oh, well, we would have the lights off, but then how do I know who I'm in? You know, lights on, lights yeah. on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But so I you know, know what? Accidentally, oh, you're right. And there was one like, you take this side, and I'll take that side, and <laughs> it's like a safety word at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Or is that experience? Like, what are you talking? about? Always bring in a stranger. Just saying. Can't, all three of you can't all know each other. Finger trap. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Perfect. But in an 80s movie where these guys are having sex with whatever girls they can. I mean, come on. Are we going to start talking about porkies? I mean, think of all the crazy shit that they were doing in that movie where guys just did not care about being naked around each other or... They lined up in one of those movies to have sex with a prostitute one after another. That was the whole goal was there were fucking like eight of them and they were all naked waiting to have sex with a prostitute. So wait, is there a male term for that? Like, I, I mean, everybody knows about Eskimo sisters, but I mean, is there a male term to that? Where you're like, me and my dude, oh, I've all banged the same kind of chick. Yeah, Eskimo brothers. Really? Yeah. You guys don't have a funner term than that? Well, Eskimo brothers term? was first, so... I've never heard of Eskimo Sisters before. Really? Yeah, so that came after then when you guys were like, we need a word. We had that first. We really don't need, I don't need to know that we've done the same people. That's not a, we don't need to know. It's not like best friend charm, so we like trade off each other and we should do that though. I'll bring that up at the next meeting. Oh yes, that next meeting. Technically, I think. If it pleases and sparkles. Technically, I think people that we're Eskimo brothers with we're probably supposed to treat them better or something like that, but I don't understand any of that. I'm also one of those people that's like, when it's in the past, it's in the past. So We've talked about this. You're the minority. You're the weird one on here. <laughs> I'm the weird one, yes. Yeah. I have not heard you praise like this since Darko, for God's sakes. Heather's is like a top five movie for me. Wow. There's not much that can be said that's wrong about this movie. Besides what you're saying, apparently, in your crazy head, so... Not saying it's wrong. I said it's not my cup of tea. What did you drink, Drano? No, actually, I didn't drink the Kool Aid to like this movie. Thanks, though. Well, you have already contradicted yourself because you said that no one knows about it. Yes, the hundred of you that do, like most cults. Try tens of hundreds. <laughs> oh, I'm just surprised. That's all. I just, I'm, I'm a little shocked. I told you I'd never seen this before. Since it holds up, since there's nothing that's. It's not like they're taking out big Zach Morris cell phones or anything. Like it, it holds that's up true. for what it is. Some epic '80s wear, but that's fine. But that was the end of the '80s, so it wasn't as bad. It's not like people were walking around with flock of seagulls hair or anything. Good lord. So I think that brings everything to an end, rather unceremoniously. But that is okay. I will go ahead though and let people know that you should definitely, definitely see this movie. Absolutely. Is one of my all-time favorite movies, and it is done so well. If you like dark comedies, you're going to really, really enjoy this. But I'm not going to ask Kelly whether she would <laughs> recommend it or not. No, I think I, I, if you're as an 80s movie, I think you probably should watch it. It didn't grab me like it clearly had grabbed you, but I also feel like this is one of those things where like, if you don't see it at the right time, 
It won't do anything for you. I'm watching this as someone not in high school and not having to really relive these problems at any particular point. Just like if you don't see Princess Bride at the right time, you won't care about that movie. I do not agree that you have to see this movie at some point in your life. I am not nostalgic for this movie. This movie is excellent no matter any time that you see it. It's one of my top five movies. I saw it before Scream. Well, yeah, I talked about it like that, but it is one of my top all-time movies. But it has nothing to do... I don't like any movie because it's nostalgic. I don't like Scream because Scream was the first R-rated movie I saw. I like Scream because it's amazing. Well, no, no. I'm not negating the, the, the gravitas of your movies, but I feel like because you watch it at a certain age, it's going to hit with you better. Just like I saw Independence Day at a certain age, and that stuck with me better. I saw Independence Day at a certain age, too, and I still don't care about it. Yeah, but you're already jaded. <laughs> well, then that should be used for this, though, too, because I was jaded when I saw this movie, too. So you connected more with it. No, because then yeah. I connect with every movie, and that wouldn't make any sense. I don't agree. There are some nostalgic movies you can remember, but I am not a nostalgic person. See, I feel like nostalgia, though, you have to connect it to an event, though. I feel like you just see a movie at a certain age and it'll stick with you better. Some people, you know, depending on when you see Star Wars before it was edited and all fucked up, probably would have stuck with you more. But it's not connected to a life event. I feel like it has to be connected to a life event to get the nostalgia title. But that's what you were saying about what I was going through I was just saying at a certain age. Mm. That has nothing to do with, I didn't say like, so you guys made out during this movie and that's why it resonates so greatly with you (laughs) and whatever. Sorry, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist for playlist. me. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. And Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Okay, so if you were to... What's the Rotten Tomatoes rating on this again? 95%. Yeah, I would have put it like a 43 That's for me. That's so ridiculous. 43. 95 is perfect. It's a perfect rating for this movie. And for not being a kid's movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because now all society cares about is what animated feature and blah, blah, blah. This is real stuff right here. I'm not saying don't. I didn't say hate. You did say uh, hate. I did say hate. Yeah, I remember. Not not to the point of, I'm not going to recommend it, but, you know, I wouldn't disown you if you've seen it. I will reiterate how good this movie is, and everyone should see it. If you like dark comedies, I'll say mm-hmm. that. Okay. And I don't think... That it's an 80s movie either, the way that they did it. It was almost like they were mocking 80s movies. In the 80s. Yeah. Right. I think that was great. So, Kelly, do you have anything to plug? Sure. You can always follow me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well as on Facebook. And I would love all your questions, comments, and concerns on this particular movie. And I would feel free to hash it out with you. So instead of going through all the normal plugs that I do on a regular basis, I have condensed them all into the links in this episode description. So you can go ahead Ow! yep, and look through all those and get everything Ian hates related. But I will mention this. Even though this is a weird show to say it for, if you thought that this show is a five-star show, you could go to iTunes and rate it that way. And that would help us out a great deal. And we mentioned in a few of the shows that we will read out if you leave us a comment or something of that nature, within reason, of course. So this is a very funny one for today. Someone wrote five stars, well produced, well thought out. It's just a level of success in gold that we just can't strive from. 
on a regular basis, I would say that that is correct. Possibly not on this episode. <gasps> For shame. But a pox on your house, sir. You too can go and rate us and get it read to everyone and be entered in our contest that we are doing for that. So please do so. It does really help the show out. So Kelly, I think this ends everything for today. Do you have any final words? On Wednesdays, we wear pink. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Heather Chandler, Heather McNamara, Heather Duke, Veronica Sawyer. Why are you such a mega brat? Because I can be. The most powerful clique at Westerberg. God, Veronica, drool much? Most people would die to get into it. Heather number one just looked right at me. I'm worshipped at Westerberg, and I'm only a junior. Veronica would kill to get out of it. You were nothing before you met me. You were a Girl Scout cookie. JD has come to answer her prayers. I'm a no-rest build-up man myself. We'll kill her. He's got a way with women. A way with words. Is this as good for you as it is for me? Life can suck! And a very special way with a gun. Veronica can't live with him. Help! I love my dead gay son. And she can't live without him. Does this turn out weak or what? I had at least 70 more people at my funeral. What? Their meeting was destiny. That knife is filthy! What do you think I'm gonna do with it? Take out her tonsils? Their love has a body count. I loved you. It's coming up here to kill you. Breaking up. Young love. Heather's a killer comedy. I'm gonna have to send my SAT scores to San Quentin instead of Stanford. Mm-hmm.